Yeah, are we ready? Good morning, Raboisai! Lili Nishmasi Mimirossi. Rusmas Mordechai. Today's share is being sponsored by our favorite doctor, Dr. Avram Epstein, in memory of my father, Arya ben Avram, on the occasion of his yard site. So I guess he was named after his grandfather. Once I'm mentioning him, I might as well, I didn't tell him in person, but he did a phenomenal job in the Aftar. You should have heard him in Shul. Psh, ah. Should be the Balkaira. Menachem this competition. Mordechai Aaron, Aaron, Mordechai Aaron is sponsoring today in memory of my mother, Leo Bas Baruch HaKoyen. Nifti Yud Gimel Teves, may this chus of learning be a blessing for Neshama, Neshama should have an Aliyah. Everybody say, this is a little scary. This is how uh, a certain individual, I'll let you guess his name, learns the daf. First, he lines them up like soldiers. He always has his kid on his lap, and he learns the daf. Here you go. The whole, if anybody wants one of these, you've got to call him up. He's in Los Angeles. You know this is, right? Reb Harry Shalom. Reb Aaron Shalom, we'll call him. This is from Shloyma Klein. <laughs> Shloyma Klein, I love this guy, from Crown Heights. Very, we have a special connection. Ever since, you know, the guy, he was, he was in the, the hospital, we said to him for me, he's COVID, and then we became very close. I was very moved by the story he told of Chaim Tzanzer. The story that his mother dipped in the, the matzah in, in uh, Gebrachs, and he said that Kibbutz comes before a minig. So Shmuel Eliwat left me a message yesterday that he spoke to someone who was like to be the chauffeur of the Tzanzer Rebbe, and he confirms the story. The story is Emesis' story. Ah, someone here at Akasha, how do men and women sit by the Seder? They have a minute that by the Seder they sit together, men and women. And the story happened slightly different, that Reb Chaim Tzanzer got up and dipped his matzah and his mother's bowl, they were eating together. So he says, it reminds me of a story I heard as a child once at the Pesach Yontav table, of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchok. There was a Veltasher Yid, I don't know what they mean by Veltasher Yid. Yeah, I know, but maybe they mean like a Litvish Yid, who wasn't makbid on Gebrocks. And he started dipping his, his matzah in the, in the borscht, the geschmacker borscht. And all the Hasidim were fidgeting, feeling comfortable, murmuring, murmuring what, should, what should he do? The previous Rebbe noticed this and said, Chas v'shalom, not to say anything to him. As his best of the matzah zol zayn roit, either does ponim zol zayn roit. It's better that the matzah should be read than the person's face should be read. Also, we got to your old handmade charts not being for sale. Who are you kidding? This is MDY. For the right price, everything is for sale. Also, I'm thinking amazed that we completed a year. He's amazed that we completed a full year where I learned the black Gemara almost every day. Minus a couple of weeks in April. Yeah, COVID. May we be zoicha to continue on this path and breeze through another year with good health. For all the members of a Chabura, Yeshekoyach, Rabbi Moiri, Shloimi, Ah, Valley Brook Produce. Anybody need produce in New York? Yeah. Oh, good point. Okay, thank you. We have another minute. This is from our favorite in-house scientist, Rib Avi Mandelbaum. We miss him dearly. He's on some very long trip. I love this, he says. 
Today's Gemara brings up not using warm water. It says in the Gemara, Kula Amma Poishrim is also, you can't use warm water to make matzah. Becomes chametz faster. Chemical kinetics, 100% agrees. Since warmer items have more energy in the molecules, the molecules will collide more often, proper activation energy fell out when the reaction happened fast. Listen, Rabbi said, this is just because he's not on today on Zoom before I'll do it for him. This is what you hear. Energy fell in the reaction that happened faster. A general rule for reactions at room temperature, an increase of temperature by just 10 degrees Celsius will cut in half the reaction time. Another email. Science 100% backs up the idea in the Gemara that fruit juice will make it become chametz faster. Kinex show that a higher concentration of reactants will increase the speed of reaction. The reaction to make chametz is the change of sugars to carbon dioxide and alcohol. Increasing the concentration of sugar will make it become... I love it when science and Allah agree. Be'ez Hashem, you'll love it even when science and Allah don't agree. <laughs> ah, okay, so there we are. Today is Daf Lamed Zayn. And we are holding on the last, last line in Lamed Vavam Be'ez. Tanu Rabbanon, Ein Oifin Pas Ova Bepesach. Pas Ova, as the Gemara understands it right now, is a very thick bread. And the thickness, is, there's a concern. Shalom Yaakov. There's a concern that it will become chametz. It's so thick. They say it's not a problem. What does this mean, thick? Now here's, here's, a, here's a good kasher, boy. So what do you say to this? On Pesach, what kind of lechem aponim did they use in the Beis Hamikdash? You got you to be careful, chametz, though. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't pull it. The lechem aponim was matzah. It was not chametz. This is just a modern day depiction of one shita, what it looks like. It was a nice thick bread. I already mentioned myself and Levi Friedman. We went to a bakery in next to. A Victor Gold's place, Fold, I mean, a Victor Fold. And there's a guy there, I forgot where it is, Chatzirin, whatever. He does this all year round. He'll show you how to do Lechem upon him. It's very cool. Karane Shomron, thank you. The, the, it was very difficult to make. And they fell apart. He tried really hard, and he's done this a thousand times. They still fell apart. When you try to take it out of the pan, they're so thick. As the Gemara is going to say now, that you need a little bit of a mumchishkeit, but they're very thick. So since we see by Lechem upon him, that it's a tefach, and in the base Hamikdash there were makbedet shum kam chametz. So you see that a tefach could be matzah, not chametz. Baruch atah adin no yelerem lachayilam shalkoyin liyabit v'goy. Yosef. What's the connection? And by the way, when you see through his question, you see how they used to make matzah in those days. They didn't go to to Satmer Matzah Bakery under the tracks in, in Williamsburg and have a whole. They did it at home. Take a little matzah, the dough, real quick, throw it in the oven. Everybody made their own matzah. In Mo'amrub's reason, if you're talking about the Beis Hamikdash, that they made a lechem upon him that was a tefach thick, that's why we're going to give you the right talking about, I just want to say this quick matzah. I don't know if it has any shaykhs to anything. We're on a flow with, with Lubavitch Rebbe and Reb Chaim Tzanzer. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter once couldn't make it to the matzah bakery. He couldn't go. He was, he was weak, whatever it was. So his Talmudim asked him, 
So Rebbe, what should we, what should we look out for? What should we be makbed on? Think what he said. What you should be makbed on. At the matzah bakery, there's all these almanas doing the red law, you know. You got to be careful with an almana. Don't, don't push her too hard. Don't, 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 don't make him a sugar. That's what we have to be makbed on. That's my, I was just thinking matzah bakery. In those days, no matzah bakery. What matzah bakery? But in Satmar, we, I used to bake in Satmar when I was a kid, and there's only ladies. Only the very makbed Russian. And, yeah, because they're better, better than the men. I don't know about, maybe in Eretz Yisrael is different. Imam Rubi's reason, Yom Rubi's reason, you're talking about in the way Samigdash, the Kohanim, they knew how to make this lechem upon him. They were professionals. You're going to tell every Joe Shmo that he can make a, a matzah that's a tefach uh, thick, it's going to become chametz. Imam Rubi Pasha Amelo, Yom Rubi Pasha Enen Amelo. So this is very interesting, because in Menachas we learned, what's Pasha Amelo? Rashi brings it down, but this could be like the MDY a beat. You have to knead this dough, 300 shifa, 500 bita. So you have to go like this, basically. You have to go one, one, two. One, two, one, two, three. One. The kids are trying to do it. It's not possible. You have to do 800 of these. Two, two, one, two, three. One, 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 two. Kids are 800. So they're, do it. they're working it like that. So it's not going to become comments. But you at home, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to do the beat. They had very dry wood, months old. It lights well, it's, it's hot. That's how they know how to do it. In the Bishamikdash, the oven was constantly heated. They were constantly making menachas for everybody. You just turned on your oven, you think you know what you're doing. In the Bishamikdash, they had a metal oven. Everybody in those days had earthenware. What's the connection? Much more heat. Professionals. They knew what they were doing. So, bottom line is the Gemara doesn't really tell us how thick. They said it can't be a tefach, so how thick? So if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramos says in our days, at least Ashkenazim, makbid on doing as thin as possible. The Kavachayim also says should be as thin as possible. So that's why we do it thin. Anybody ever wonder why we do round matzahs? I just saw it. Because it says, Ugois matzahs. Ugois, Loshan Agula, he says. So why square by the machine? Because they're very makbed not to have any leftover. When you make it round, so you have all those corners, and they were worried that people are going to take the corners and throw it back into the, and make another matzah out of it. So he said, square, you're not going to have any leftovers. Okay? Zog to Gemara. Very interesting. Why exactly, if, according to the first Pshan Rashi, says Rav Yirmi Rav I asked Rebbe, Umanu Rav, I asked Rav, who is my Rebbe, in private. Another Pshat is, I asked him specifically, very deliberately. I asked Rebbe, the author of the Mishnayis, Rabbi Nakash, as we learned, his name was Kadosh because he never put his hands below his belt. My Passover. So he's a whole different shot. Until now, Passover, it's a tefach thick, base hamigdash, not base hamigdash. No! Passover, pas meruba. There's a lot of it. Vamai, korle Passover, mishum denefisha belisha. You're needing a lot. So it's called Passover. Viboy seime ba'asrei da'itano. 
Lepas Merubah, Lepas Avakar Okay, that was the name. When you, say, when you want to say a lot of dough, you say Pas Ava. Now, what's the problem? So why can't you make a lot of dough? If the problem is because on, even on Yantif, you shouldn't be working too much. So why does it mention Pesach? Take out the words Yantif, not. Why does it say Pesach? Nothing to do with Pesach. On Sukkot, the same halacha applies. Nothing to do with Matzah. He just happened to be talking about the Yontif of Pesach, but this applies to every Yontif. You can't do Tirchi Yisari, you can't make too much dough. So you see, it doesn't even mention the word Pesach over here. It says, All Yomim Toivim have this halacha, nothing to do with Pesach. And Basilel say it's mutter. How much is mutter? So Tysus brings enough to fill up a whole oven's worth because that helps, that helps even that one bread. The one bread that you're baking, if there's a whole oven, it's good. Five, you get one oven's worth. Turn around, Bonnet. Yoitzin. Yoitzin bepas nekio. Ubadro, I have a riddle here. Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody, I know Tysus doesn't say that exactly, but I saw somebody, I think another Rishon somewhere, I think that's what it was. Maybe I might have seen it in Shulchan Aruch even. I saw it somewhere, I know, I know that Tysus doesn't say it straight out. Uh, I know, I know, Tysus himself not, Tysus himself not, he says a whole, a whole oven. What the reason is, I saw, I have to, I, have to, I, don't, I don't remember where I saw it. I, I did see such a thing. Does anybody remember where we learned when they used to bake the matzah? When did they bake matzah in those days? So I'll give you a hint. It was in this Masechta. No. I'll give you another hint. It had to do with Chulda. Chulda Neviyahi. Remember that? It was a play on words, words that what? That in those days, they, they would bake the matzah that night. Lela Seder. At the Seder, they would bake the matzah. But the, 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 the Chulda knows that tonight is Pesach and she's going to have food tonight. So in other words, they would bake it that night. Anyway, Torah We had this halacha yesterday, that if you remove all the bran from the, from the flour... It's, it's like Shlema Melech Nikia, it's beautiful, it's, it's clean. You think for a second that it's not Lechemoyni. It's not what poor people eat. They, they can't afford the, the sifted flour. Ubesrikin hamitsuyorim bepesach. Srikin hamitsuyorim, something like this. I'm not, and we're talking about maybe something thinner, but designs on the matzah, on whatever you're, you're making. So if this is what your matzah looks like, you're okay. You even have a depiction of an animal, you know, whatever the thing. So they go in, look at uh, Simon Tuff, uh, I mean, sorry, Shin Mem. Simon Shin Mem discusses, you're allowed to cut it on Pesach, not, nah, he brings the, the Shiloh over there. But in terms of the halacha of being yoytin matzah, what's the problem? We'll see in a second. Avabisha Amru, Ein Oisin Srikin, Hamitsurim Pesach. You're not allowed to. 
you know, I make smaller. Uh, you're not allowed to make tzirim, um, designs and depictions on your matzah. But if you do it, you're yaita. What about what they do today in the matzah bakery? They take that red hole and they go like this and they make those small holes. That 100% is allowed. It's not for pictures. To, to, I'm, I'm just quoting Shulchan Aruch. Omer Yehuda. Dover ben So baitois as chachamim. What's the reason? The lady sits there and designs, I see with my own eyes every few days, sit there with a knife and, 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 and cut these things out. It's very difficult. Even this picture, I'm pretty sure this thing has all these designs. These are like handmade. Uh, maybe they have machines that do it, but basically make like these cuts and eventually it opens up. You have to do it by hand usually. I guess they have machines for it. And her sitting there trying to design out the bread, what's going to happen? It's going to take her more than 18 minutes or whatever the chametz is in Shalom Yisrael. You could use a machine. What's the problem? <clears throat> it'll be perfect. Kevan, it'll be perfect. People are not going to realize that Baitois has a special machine at home in his factory, in his, in his bakery, whatever it is. They'll say that he was over here and I could also do it. I once went in after my father, I guess, Tzadik, into Rav Gamliel's place. And they gave him this thing. You're not allowed to do that. So very interesting. This would be reverse of perhaps what we would, if I would ask anybody, they would probably say the opposite of this. A baker, a baker is very medayik. You know, he, it's his parnosis. He has to make sure it's beautiful. So he's going to sit there for a long time and do it. But a woman at home, next. Egedamri, this is similar to what we would probably think. Those guys, they know what they're doing. They do it quickly. They have machines. They, and they're so used to it. El Adam. A house person, somebody at home, he's going to make it chametz. That's why you have to be careful. But if you get it from a bakery, then it's mutter of Pesach. If you do it, you have to do it flat, like what we do today, flat matzahs. It's not like some nice puffed up cake or something. The sponge bread. Badufshanim is like uh, some honey something, honey bread. Viskritin, these are wafers. Vachalas, hamasres. So we have to remember these four because we're going to come back to them. Sponge bread, honey bread, wafers. Vachalas, hamasres. Translation, a pan loaf. Vameduma. Meduma is basically truma fell into less than a hundred of chulin. So it's not bottled to the chulin. <coughs> So this is the sugya of chala. Here's a question for the another one like yesterday. What's the shear of chala? Now the why you guys have a chance to redeem themselves. Elu dvarim shelem shiur nu. Hmm. shalosh Kimat. So first of all, very good. We have an Israeli here. He said twenty-three eggs. First of all, chala doesn't have a shear. 
It's one of the things that doesn't have a shear. It's not in that mission. It doesn't have a shear. But we take 1 24th, 24. Yeah, 1 24th, but Vibetzim is something else. Yeah. How much, how much challah do you mafresh? No, how much challah are you mafresh? All right, the melt. But I don't think it's 23 eggs. Oh, 43. He said 43. Ah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's the sheer of challah. But how much do you take and remove? So it's a mashu, but we do 124th or 148th, depending if you're doing it at home or if you're a baker. A baker only has to take 148th, and at home we take 120, what? Right, five pounds of those, he's saying it's 43 eggs. Okay. Not really our sugya, but we're talking about what's chayv and challah and what's not chayv and challah. So you have these things that are not really breads. A honey bread, a, a sponge bread, not bread. It's not a geschmack of rye bread in New York. You put it in the machine, and then the lady takes that string that comes off the ceiling. You know that stuff? You remember that? They don't have it anymore. Maybe they do. My Okay. Why? Because truma is part of chala. My chalas hamasreis. What is this thing? It's the scalded bread, like we said yesterday, like a bagel, something. You cook it. It's not baked. Omer shlokish. So now we have a machlekes yoichinim shlokish. Omer shlokish. Halalu, those four: the the sponge, the honey, the wafers, and the masreis. Myself the same. That's something you fry in a pan. A frying pan is not how you bake a bread. Not true. If it's in a pan, you're chayev. The reason why the, the sponge and the honey and the is potter is because you did it in the sun. Sun is different. But if you do it in a frying pan, it says, you're chayev, chayev. Now, a frying pan, as we're going to see, Taisis Anamut Beis discusses, we might get into if we have time, we'll get into Sufganiyat. Some very interesting stuff today. Sufganiyat, Lakshin Kugel, that sort of stuff. I mean, uh, Yushalmi Kugel, I should say. So we're not discussing deep fry in a frying pan. Maybe, maybe a little bit of that Pam stuff that you give it a shtickle spray, you know, like a, a mashu. If it's deep fried, everybody agrees that it's considered cooked. In order to get it to the, to, to the situation that perhaps it's baked, it's not deep fried. So again, so Shlokish says that it's a frying pan, and Memela, your potter from challah, it's not bread. And Rebbechen says it's real bread in a frying pan, and your chayev be challah. Mesvei, as the Gemara Kasha. Hasuvgonev adushonev vayiskritin, these are the, the things that we're talking about. Vayiskritin, osan bilfas chayovim. It can't get any clearer than Rebbechen if you make it in a frying pan, chayav, bachamo, pturim. Isn't that Rabbi Yochanan answered a second ago that if you do it in the sun, you're potter. That's not considered baking. No, it should be a checkmate. Not such a moridikikasha. Here, we'll see Ulo soon. Very interesting. Ulo. Omalach, Rabbi Shimon Lakish, you can answer to you. When the pan is preheated, and then you put it in the pan, then it'll bake like a bread. You could ask Avi Mendelbaum, he'll tell you. It has a certain amount of degrees, and this, fine. You put the dough into the pan, then you put it on a flame. You ever try to make an egg like that? Hashem Yerachem. 
got to heat it up first, gishmak, then you pour the egg in. So that's the only thing I know how to make. Then you write, then it's, then it's not baking. That, I don't know what it's called. It's very, very weak, and it's not, a, it's not bread. And therefore, you're puzzled from challah. Ask the Gemara, classic question. So you're giving me two examples to the extreme. One is, in a frying pan, you're In the sun, you're potter from challah. Wouldn't it be a lot better if I said two examples in a frying pan? One is 100% chayi b'chala. One is 100% potter b'chala. One is you preheated it, you chayi b'chala. One is you didn't preheat it, you potter b'chala. It's beautiful. It's, it's within the same. You don't have to jump to another case. Uh, in a frying pan, you chayi b'chala. But uh, if you, bake it, you cooked it in water, not, uh, it, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the best mikotza l'kotza. Says the Gemara, you're right. That is exactly the case. The chama is actually the case of the frying pan. So, Adetani seva asam b'chama p'turim lifloi yivelisnim yidido b'medvar ma'murim kegonshir tiachel b'soif hidbik. There's one case of heating it up and then putting the the dough in. Avol hidbik l'soif hidtiach p'turim. Says the Gemara, right? Chasurim mechzer v'achitani. There's just a word or two missing. B'medvar ma'murim. That's what we meant to say. In other words, you're supposed to understand this on your own. B'medvar ma'murim shetiachel b'soif hidbik. If you heat it up. You put the dough in, then it's regular bread, yichayi v'nchala. But if you do in the frying pan, you first put the dough in and then you heat it up. Then it's like you're putting in the sun. It's not, we're not jumping to another case. That same case of a frying pan could be similar to somebody baking in the sun. And that is if you put the dough in first and then you put it on the flame. Oh. I want to say Shalom Aleichem. I'm not going to say Shalom Aleichem to Ezra again from Melbourne, Australia. Israel Shalitsky. Joe Berry, Shalom Aleichem. Ah, Rocky, the tour guide. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Avi Gordon, Shalom Aleichem. And oh, and Rabbi Kessler's father is on, I see. Rabbi Yosef Kessler. Okay, Givaldi. We'll go back. The guy's in the Bismarck, don't know what I'm doing. Okay. There's a screen here. There's other people watching. It's not only just they can hear everything. They hear. They see the whole thing. Toshma. A year ago, we didn't know about this. A year ago, we didn't. So everybody could be on one screen. It's like a, there was certain companies, in, like Apple Computer, might have had it, like a screen, and they did uh, things like that. Yoitzin b'matzo hino tonarabon. Toshma. Yoitzin b'matzo hino u b'matzo asuyo b'ilfas. Look at this. It says specifically that you could be yoitza in a matzah that's done in a frying pan. Yoitza matzah hino. Hino is a lotion of no. Like you have to eat the carbon pesach no. Very uh, uncooked, like, like uh, rawish. So if you have a matzah that's kind of raw, you think that it is chametz? No, you yoitza with it. And the Gemara is going to explain what that means. But the point that we're trying to get to is the second part. Matzah asuyu bi'ulpas. If you have a matzah that was baked in a frying pan, you're yaitza. Who does that go according to? Rabbi Yoichanon. According to Rabbi Shlokish, it's a problem. I, Rishlokish, agreed to this, that if you heat it up, preheat it, and then put the dough in, it's, then it's a great matzah. My matzah, you know. When you 
break it apart, you don't have strings attached to it. If you don't, if you don't have the what cheese, like oh, like like a pizza, like right, like when you you you, you separate like a piece of pizza and those strings, you don't have that. If you don't have that, that means that it stopped becoming chametz. There's no more chametz in there. That's the science is Rashi that the chametz is God. Ellie, yes. By me? Oh, oh, here, here. You mean this? Uh, you guys don't deserve this stuff. Nah, I'm not going to show you it. Oh, my Rava. What? What cloud? Like, what do you want to see? Oh, you want to see this? I'll tell you after Sheer why this is <laughs> not a whole lot going on. How about, how about once, once every year I miss my alarm? It's possible. Such as such is possible. Oh, my Rava. Nah, you, you aren't mechavan. I'm not going to give you the credit that you are mechavan. The same, oh, the same applies to, to, the, to the breads that you bring with the carbon taida. Carbon taida, we had this, a person, something great happened to him, he got out of jail, overcame a disease, brings a lechem, a carbon taida with 40 breads, and the 40 breads don't have, they could be no, they could be raw, the, the, the Gemara Rashi says in Menachas, we had karmu panel. You have to have a little bit of a crust on top. That, says Rashi, karmu panel coincides with this stringy nothing. They're both the same thing. Pshita, hacha lechem ksiv, vacha lechem ksiv. It says in both places the word lechem. What's the difference? Lechem is lechem. By matzah says lechem oini. And we consider it bread, even though it's raw. Mao the same, ksiv. Vihikriv mimeno from the lechem toida returning to lamed zayin omed beis echad mikol carbon. So we have four categories of breads. Thirty of them are matzah, ten of them are chametz. But there's four categories. So from each category, from each ten, you give one to the kayin, and the Torah says echad. Echad means whole. Echad shliyitol parus. Don't take something broken. Vacha command the priest damio. I would think that since it's so raw, it's like it's cut up, kamash malon, that even by taida it's not considered cut up, it's considered a shalem, and yoyoyta. Meisvei, hami iso. So we're going to see what this is. Meiso, basically you take flour, and you put it into boiling water. Or you take boiling water, we're going to see another case, boiling water, two cases that are basically identical. Either you take the flour and you pour it into the boiling water, or you take the boiling water, pour it in the flour, and then you do something with the flour, you bake it, whatever you do. Bishamai poitrim, Bishamai said there's no chala, or Bishil mechaivim, there is chala. Hachalito, which we're going to see the difference, Bishamai mechaivim, Bishil poitrim. So we have the reverse. In Miiso, Bishamai say potter, Bishil chayev, in Chalito, Bishamai mechaivim, Bishil poitrim. Eiza Miiso, Eiza Chalito, Amiiso, Kemach Shalgabe, or it's over, boy, pour the, the flour over the boiling water. You take the boiling water, pour it on the flour. Gemara says there's no difference. At the end, there's no difference between the two. But right now, we're understanding there's a difference. So Rabbi says, both, pour this way, pour that way, they're both potter. They're both chayv. So basically we have already four shitas. Either chalita, according to Bishamai, is mutter and 
or Chalita according to Basil's mutter, and according to Rabbi both are mutter or both are Asr. And then we have a fifth Shita, So they make a distinction between a frying pan, which is Potter, it's not considered bread at all, but if it's in the oven, everybody agrees. Chacham say everything is whether you pour the water on top of the flour or the flour on top of the water. Oh, you wanted me to bring flour on that. Says the Tanakama. What's the, what, what, I'm sorry. According to the Tanakama, what's enough kimina if you pour the water on the flour or the flour on the water? You're right. Absolutely no difference. So now we're going to narrow down the machlokes. We don't have five sheets now. It's only three things going on. Vitavra. So the braces are basically, they're just saying that a chalita and mi'isa, according to Bishamai Potter, and according to Bishil Chayev, or a chalita mi'isa, according to Bishil Potter and Bishamai Chayev. We're not dividing the chalita mi'isa. They're both the same halacha. Regardless, whatever it is, it's the same halacha. Bisham is going to say both are asr, or Bisham is going to say both are mutter. They're not going to divide, and the Bryce is not going to divide the chalita from the misa. They're the same exact thing. It doesn't make a difference halachically if you pour the water on the flour, or pour the flour on the water. It, the same thing happens. Either Bisham may hold his potter from chala or chayv and chala. Vizel. And Rabbi Yaisi, basically, is just going in the sheet of Basil. We had Rabbi Yossi said two things. Either he said they're both potter or both chayev. So he was going with Basila. Either he grabbed this brysa that Basil said, whatever Basil said, that's what he went with, depending on the brysa. So Rabbi Yossi doesn't have two sheetas, and Basila, it's the brysa is in Chulik, what Basil said. And Rabbi Yossi was just reflecting what the brysa said in Basila. So, Oh, sorry. The bottom line is, from all this, so we have three shitas. Either you pour it on, you don't pour it on. What, what does Chacham say at the end? Depends if it's made in a frying pan or not. Whether you pour the boiling water, you pour the flour onto the boiling water. This is Mefurish, that if it's in a frying pan, it's potter. That'll be a bam kashan. It'll be so it's a kasha on Rebbe Yochanan. Just have to find my sheet. Oh, here we go. It's a very good kasha, Ami. You're right. But at the end of the day, there's a machlaikis tanoim, and I go with one of the tanoim. I go with the tanakama. So you have a kasha from here, I go with somewhere else. The sanyo, yochel yeimi iso, vechaluto. You think it's chayav b'chal? Tamaloimer lechem. Rabbi Yudah Oimer ain lechem elo avi b'tanur. Comes Rabbi Yudah along and says, bread, not in the frying pan, only in a, in an oven. Bread, not chaluta, not boiling water, not this. It has to be baked in an oven. Ask the Gemara Rabbi Yudah in the Tanakam. What's he saying differently than Tanakam? Elo lav ma'aseilufesik b'nayu lechayra. The whole difference is. Frying pan. Tanakama sovar ma'isilbas chayovim. Review the sovar ma'isilbas p'turim. I, Rabbi Yochanan, hold like the Tanakama that a frying pan bread is chayev b'chala. 
Rebuda says frying pan bread is potter b'challah. So you ask me from another b'raisa that says the chacham hold that a frying pan is potter, I go like this b'raisa. Tanakama says frying pan is chayov. Says the Gemara, loy. You could, you could, it could be doichet. The kuli alma meisa ufas p'turim. According to everybody, if it's made in a frying pan, potter. And over here we have a machloikis, whether you could later on, after whatever you did, you poured boiling water, you poured it on boiling water, then you put in the tanur, does the final baking create a bread or not? That's a machloikis. It is considered bread because you put it back in the oven. It's not considered bread unless from the start you started off in an oven. It's not considered bread. If you go back five lines, it says, The Gemara is saying, according to everybody, uh, frying pan bread is not bread. So that's why there's a discussion in Taisvis. From here you see that the Allah is like Rish Lakish. It says, everybody agrees that Rish Lakish is right, that bread made in a frying pan is not bread. Taisa has a problem. There's only three times in the entire Shas, imagine, all those hundreds of machlegs in the Rebbeach and Rish Lakish, only three times was Rish Lakish right. We pass on like Rish Lakish. And this is not one of the three? Okay. Um... I just made a whole bunch of notes here. I have to, I have to just uh, pick some stuff out here. Oh, so as I mentioned before, that deep fry, something that's deep fried, you don't make hamaiti. It's considered mevushal. So the Rabbinatam, though, has a shita that sufganiyot that we eat today are a moitzi. Why? Because he says that blila ava, that if it ha- it's a thick dough and you deep fry it or oil, water is the same thing, that would be a moitzi, be chala. So, and the Shukhanarach says, no, you don't have to worry about it. Blila ava, that's why we don't make a moitzi. You don't make a moiti if you take the blila ava and then you fry it. Even if it looks like bread and you kaveh a suda. It's very interesting. If you, even the, the Reverend Tom is saying, even if you're chayi b'chala, how are you chayi b'chala if you're making donuts? I guess, if you decided to make bread and then you switch your, you, you change your mind. So you took chala, you chayi b'chala, and then you decided to make donuts. And so Rabbi Natam here, and in Brachas, the same daf, so you remember, daf, lam, and zayin, and says the same thing. So at the end of the day, the Ramah says that we should, we make it like the Machaber, that we don't make Amaiti. I don't think anybody ever made Amaiti on a donut, but you should be careful not, or he says you should try, interesting, try to take a piece of bread and make Amaiti on it before you eat a donut. Chiddush, no? No, I'm saying even if you took challah. Even if you took challah, you'd be potter from hamoitzi according to Mechaber. 
And you have that other shita. The Yechayev and Chalas, the Ramah says, you know what, in order to be yaitza all shitas, eat a little bread by Yisuda. Don't just go into the baker and grab a donut. If it's sweet bread, like it has a sweet flavor, this dough, then it's passable by Knisnin, and even in the middle of the Suda, you don't have to make Hamoitzi. Now, what about Yerushalmi Kugel? Yerushalmi Kugel doesn't have a, it doesn't look like bread. So there's Machloikis, Yerushalmi Zaman Oribach, and Ribli Yashiv. This is actually a little bit of a complicated sugya. We discussed it in Brachas a little bit. Here, Yerushalmi Kugel, you want to see? Where is it? Rudias have passed the whole thing. We missed the whole sugi. Rudias have passed here. But okay, you're showing me here. It's going to make you hungry, no? Yishmak. Ah, I haven't been in shul for Kiddush in such a long time. Here in Eretz Yisrael, they invite you to bar mitzvah, and this is what they serve. That's it. This, a little pickle. So you can a suda on this. This is Mamish Kviya suda. So, Rabbi Shalom Zaman says, since this is cooked, even if you can a suda, you don't make it mighty. Fine, but let's say uh, it'll be different than a bread than 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 cake. Um, a, a bagel that you do cook and then afterwards you bake is amoitzi. Why? It looks like bread. But Rabbi Yashiv says that since you put this in oil and then only afterwards you bake it, it's considered. You do bake it. They guess they throw it in the oven. It's considered bread, says Rabbi Yashiv. But it has a lot of sugar. It goes through the whole thing. So that's why he says at the end of the day, don't eat a lot of this. Don't eat a lot of this. So there's a, there's a guy in our table. He pounds this luxury kugel. You can't believe it. People come to our shul just to watch this guy pound the luxury kugel. And Reb Nisim Karela says, if he eats, if he's mamish full from the luxury kugel, even though it's chaluto lebesoyfafa, it was, it was done at first in oil and then baked. He has to make a birkas hamazon, according to Rabbi Nisim Karel. Fine. So that's Lakshin Kogel. That's a little bit of... <laughs> I don't know. I'm hungry now and I want some Lakshin Kogel. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds funny. What? Country Yossi says that Tuki eats Lakshin Kogel? All right. Weiter. Uh, where are we holding? Omarava. Where are we? Like 15 lines from the bottom. Omarava. My type of the Rabbi Yehuda. Dechsev v'ofu eser noshem lachmechem betan re'echot. I think it's fascinating. The Gemara brings a raya from the Techacha. That 10 women are not going to have, they're not going to have, they're going to be so poor they won't have enough fuel to make the bread. They're all going to have to share the same oven. But we learn from there, lechem ha'ofu betan re'echot. Over here, since you have to use two devices, you have to first put it in a, a frying pan and then put it in the oven, that's not tanur echod, that's not considered bread. Like you would go all the way to the chacha and think that a curse to Klai Yisrael is, okay, it's a curse, but you see that there's, there's limudim there as well. We say it under our breath, we barely know what's going on. There's a limud. Yosef Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, Achori de Reb Zeiro, the Yosef Reb Zeiro Kamei Ula. So, I don't like to depict Tanoim, but this is just for demonstration purposes only, seriously. Just like, in case you get confused. This is Ula. And here is Rabzeiro. And here's Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. 
it went in a very specific order in those days. Who could sit next to the Tana? Who, who's going to be closer? The bigger Talmud Chacham, the, the elder. It went in a certain order. So they, Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef had questions. They wouldn't go directly to Ula. They asked Rabbi Zeira, who's sitting in front of Ula. Again, so Yosef, Rabbi of Rabbi Yosef, they were sitting behind Rabbi Zeira. The Yosef, Rabbi Zeira, Ula. I didn't put beards, yarmulkes, nothing. Just as a, a stick. I just wanted a, not a depiction, chas v'shol. Do me a favor. So Rabbi says, Rabbi Zeira, ask Ula. There's a whole, like, we just blew by the whole sugar for this, I passed, but Hidbik is a, is a lotion of, in those days, they would take the, the bread and, 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 and slap it over to, to, to the side of the, of, the, of the oven, but over here we're talking about what happens if he, if he glues it to the frying pan and then he puts the flame underneath it. Tells him, Rebzeir, what am I going to ask Rebbe? So they didn't have the chutzpah sort of to yell over Reb and ask a question. Wasn't, that's not how you do it. You go in order. You ask him to ask him. If I even ask this question, hey, new my silpas. That's exactly the whole machlag, the whole chacham, and the whole thing that we just discussed, the whole sugya. That's a frying pan that you put the flame underneath. So the second one, Reb Yosef says, you know what? Reb do me a favor. So ask him something else. What if you put it in the frying pan? And the flame is not underneath it, but it's above it. Meaning, let's say the flame is next to it, and, and the flame comes... I don't know exactly how it's above it. Huh? Maybe even like this. Like this. This is, I would say, this is also above it. I mean, the flame is directly to the bread, versus behind a, a piece of metal frying pan. Why should I ask him such a thing? What do you mean? Poor people who don't have fuel. Imagine the, 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 the poverty in those days. They had just enough fuel to give it a little bit of a burn and eat it. They didn't have enough fuel to keep it there for that extra minute from underneath. So they would always singe it from the top. No, that's, my, that, that's, that, that's what they did. No shayla b'chalal. So that's exactly what a frying pan is. Frying pans are from the, sometimes from the top, sometimes from the bottom, but that's the exact machlokes that we're discussing. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.